Checking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ignorant and Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We're coming to you from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, here in Consensual Studios at 545 Productions. I am joined, as always, by our impertinent host, Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. Hi. Mm, Am impertinent. <laughs> and I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore. We're down at Benji Pickens, but we're up one Nicholas Hale. Nick, how's it going, sir? Uh, going well. How uh, how are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Doing good, man. Thanks for uh, joining us and yeah. filling in, dude. Long-time yeah. listener, first-time caller. Mm-hmm. Nick Nick is uh, a friend of ours, and he plays he rolls dice with us and, and acts like geeks on, on Wednesday nights. And uh, by way of Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, Flint, Michigan. Flint, fact. Michigan. All right. Well, that'll give us nothing to talk about Coming whatsoever. to you today from... <laughs> Fantastic. Traveled thousands of miles to be here today. I'm very excited. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, this is your podcast, folks. Not just Nick's. He's he's in on it today. But uh, mm-hmm. this is your podcast, and mm-hmm. you make it possible. Max is going to tell you all about it. Yeah, because you guys are nice enough to give us all the topics that we talk about for this podcast. And in return, we thank you with T-shirts. Yes. I mean, what better way to say thank you? Uh, yeah, so get your topics to us. Questions make the best one. You can twank us on the Twitters, at Ignan. You can hit us up on the Facebooks. Become a friend of the show. Message the show. and get us your topic that way. You can uh, click the Topics button if you're streaming all the episodes on the website and get your question to us. Or you can old school email us at topics at ignorantanduninformed.com. And then you can get your T-shirt and tell all your friends about about how awesome our podcast is and that they need t-shirts too. Yeah. We will also accept uh, topic suggestions via Carrier Pigeon. Uh, <laughs> that we do suggest that you train the bird very well. Yes. Hell you have to find yes. us in the Colorado winter, the mountains. Yes. Yeah. I would love to get a deer. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be awesome. Carrier <laughs> pigeon. I might, really, for real. I might actually just dump all the topics out of the bowl and just put the carrier <laughs> pigeon in just because. Some yeah. ornithologist is listening today, realizing it's his time. Yes. I hope so. <laughs> Miss ornithologist. Yes. Mm-hmm. He looks to the bird. Nelly, it's your time to shout out. Go, ghost dog. Right, well, we need a topic. Nick, so Nick get in there, man. Draw one. Let's see yeah. what we have got. He had his eye on one, I think. Yeah, today's topic is from uh, comes to us from Kyle, who is Kyle. a very mysterious individual who has not left <laughs> us a, a last name. A but last Kyle name. would like to know, what is worth fighting for? What is worth fighting what is for? Worth Here, let me grab that real quick. Yeah, let's, it'll, go, it'll end up on the wall. Yeah. That's great. Huh. Uh, trying to figure out who Kyle is. Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'm looking for Kyle. Yeah. Have totally. you seen Kyle? I mean, it's totally my handwriting, so I'll have to figure that out. What is worth fighting for? I mean, it's a very broad question. I feel like it's a, it's a song reference that I'm, I'm uh, not fighting the with. urge to sing. No, no, I'm, I can't. I can't quite place it. Oh, but there is there is like an eighty. It's like an eighty song. Uh, I think it was featured in a film, maybe, and it was like something that's worth fighting for. Oh, I'm thinking of Mulan actually as well. Oh. It just came into my head. Oh, what do we well, want? Now I get a it. A girl worth fighting for. It's a Disney song. Okay, that wasn't the original song that I was thinking of, but I said as I was kind of placing mm-hmm. the other one, the Mulan song came to my head. Mm-hmm. So, so your answer women. would be women. Yeah, yeah. Women are worth fighting for. A girl <laughs> worth fighting for. A girl is one worth girl fighting in for. particular. Uh, yes, single. Okay. Yeah. So I like I, you know, I mean, because many of the great 
epics of history are about women. Helen of Troy, perhaps the the Trojan War. That's one. Ended with a ended with a, a very interesting use of a, of a of a wooden horse. Never trust Greeks bearing gifts. Mm. Right. That's the moral of that story. Sure. Ajax and uh, 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 dipped in the river Styx, held by Achilles. Achilles. Thank you. That was a bad <laughs> word. Dipped in the river Styx. We're, we're brother of Agamemnon, <laughs> Menelaus. That would be that theatrical training, reciting all of these Greek heroes yes, that you've tried. So, okay, so so that that's that's a war that was fought over uh, uh, a mm-hmm. woman. Um, the it's rumored that well, I don't know how historically accurate it is, but that World War One was was uh, that Archduke Ferdinand was was killed by the Serbi by the Serbian insurgent fella because the Serbian uh, chancellor or something had a crush on his wife and. Okay. So that's what's a petty uh, love co- spe- lovers triangle is what started World War One. Okay. There was a lot of other like you know Serbian liberation and I was going to say as I feel though it weren't trivial enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But I feel as though there's probably I mean, there's, more there's than there's one great initial stories, condition uh, throughout. You know, well, literature are, are, is, is you know mm-hmm. laced with romance and the, people fighting over women and. Doing stupid things because of women. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's mm-hmm. pretty. I'm going the more classical route. You I are guess, with with that, but Romeo and Juliet keeps popping into my head. Okay, you know, two star-crossed lovers. But that was like a tale of that was like an anti. Never has been. Tale. So, uh, what is it? Uh, a tale of more woe than that of Juliet and her Romeo. Romeo. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. He he fought for her exactly once in, in that play. He, mm-hmm. you know, he killed a couple of guys, but most of the other ones were just because he was pissed off. Yeah, uh, at yeah. any given moment, because aren't Italians so hot blooded? They, they, <laughs> they sure are. People give Shakespeare way too much credit. <laughs> Lots of lazy writing, leaning on stereotypes. Well, yeah, I mean, it was like it was the uh, it was the the soap operas of the day. You really, know? It yeah, was, it was just people being overly dramatic and 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 being far too involved in the story and then you know and then of course he's like what else what can make my plays better magic fairies wizards and uh you know dick jokes dick jokes exactly exactly i mean look how far we've come and look how far (laughs) we've come now we have special effects yeah now Mm -hmm. we have now we have special effects industrial light and magic Uh ilm but still dick jokes and stereotypes plenty of dick jokes i was doing romeo and juliet on uh the michigan shakespeare festival i was doing a, a small tour of that show for uh for high schools and uh the the uh, we of course had the discussion at the beginning as to what plays well in a high school, and I, I observed then, and I believe this is true, that a story about uh, about a dick joke is at least as timeless as a story about true love. It's true, I, absolutely. You know dick what? jokes worth fighting for. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, circle it back a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I like it. What uh, what role were you playing in Romeo and Juliet, Nick? Uh, I was very tall, so I played Lord Capulet. Oh, okay. Uh, Juliet's disapproving father who's kind of ineffectual in every way. And sure. every time he tries to fix something, he makes it worse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. So wait, so now, when is there a specific dick joke you think is worth fighting for or dick jokes as a genre of As, as a comedy? cause, as an artistic force in okay. the universe, I would argue that the dick joke must be preserved at all costs. Okay. Is there a dick joke in Romeo and Juliet? Yes. Okay. Is the whole thing like I'm not? I'm not uh, familiar. Basically, 
Well, I mean, a lot of it depends on body language and for your familiarity with uh, archaic forms of English that we don't really use anymore. But uh, essentially, any time Mercutio opens his mouth, he's making a dick joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. And I mean, okay. the, the first scene is 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 a dick joke. Yes, this is the, the giant, the giant dick, where the the where you learn about the okay. Capulets and the Montagues uh, feud with the you know some of their like livery men, you know whatever, just d- bannermen hanging out in the town square, and then they're the, do you bite your thumb at me, sir? Nay, sir, but I bite my thumb. <laughs> like that, he's insulting him, but it's kind of a blowjob joke. Like you know, it's like you you would. Instead of giving someone the finger, you would bite your thumb and like, uh, like do something. Okay. Body, it's considered generally bad form and body. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there's also kind of like like a, a fellatio implied, you know, like hey, suck my balls, man. Like it's kind of sure kinda what it is. And they riff on it too. It's you yeah. Know, I'll yeah, thrust yeah. his maids to the wall and I'll yeah. thrust his men from the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, they're coming! Oh, my naked oh. weapon is out. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I had. Yeah. It's I've been a while since I've totally like, studied in depth Romeo and Juliet, but huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, no, most people just... read that in high school, and which teaches teaches them to hate Shakespeare, and then they never look at it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. And then there's people like Nick and myself who go in to study the arts, and we we just think way too much about it. You know, Mike Jones knows a lot about Shakespeare too. It's pretty. He's he's like he's stage managed many Shakespeare festivals. I think Alabama okay. Shakes maybe I can't remember. He would he would correct me, but he okay. He, he would be someone if you wanted to talk about Shakespeare, like start up a conversation with him. All right. Interesting. Do or, of you... course, our good friend Kevin Allen. I can't forget Kevin Brown, but. Which one is it? Kevin Allen Brown. <laughs> I think he's going by Kevin is... Allen Brown. Now. Okay, is he a wrench? Like, what is this? <laughs> Kevin Allen wrench. Kevin Brown wrench. Okay. You don't, you don't want to see the brown wrench. I don't. That's But no, he's, he's, got a, he's got a master of fine arts in Ooh. Shakespeare from the American Ooh. Shakespeare Academy. And. Uh, I don't know if it's just an MFA in acting or like if it's Shakespeare. He, he's probably screaming at his iPod right now. Probably. He's like, damn it, Ben. You know it's an You're MFA. You're supposed to be my best friend. Uh, art. Is I'm art worth fighting for? Since I mean, we've spent this entire time talking about theater so far. Yes. And unfortunately, and there, it, it's becoming a less and less popular uh, uh, political stance to have these Topical. Days. Topical for sure. <laughs> They've, they've, just, you know, well, there's in news. I don't know exactly when this is coming out, but you know, they defunded the NEA, the National Endowment for the Arts, mm-hmm. which hasn't been done, uh, so, well, certainly since its inception in 1972, <laughs> 19, <laughs> 19, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was put into effect, I think, in the 70s. Now I don't know. It might have been the 50s. Oh, I'm the worst. It certainly was a year. Mm-hmm. It was a year in the year of our Lord in the nineteen in the twentieth yeah. century. I don't know. I mean, I I have always, I've, I certainly think art art and the arts in general are are invaluable to any society. I okay, mean, why? Because they they teach empathy. They encourage mm-hmm. thinking outside of one's own view. Mm-hmm. The arts are. Uh, to what medicine is for the body, art is for the soul. Mm-hmm. It it okay. is it is a way. It is the the overwhelmed mind, the overached heart, 
uh, are soothed by being exposed to art. Okay. Even creativity just in general. Medicinally, I think there's something very primordial about being human. If you know what it means to be human isn't too large a topic for this particular podcast. Uh, I <laughs> believe that the urge to create and to express is as much a part of being human as is, you know, walking on two legs and, uh, you oh. know, building things. So, you know, to to say that art is valuable, of course it's valuable, I think. And it's uh, – if you neglect the, its creation, I believe that it, the society itself grows sicker uh, for want of it. Yeah. Okay. I would I would agree 100%. But you're talking to two artists. So, I mean – and you're right. an artist we, yourself. We so come we're kind of a very biased uh, view yeah. on this. Yeah. yeah. There's some exactly. accountant listening to this thinking, oh, that's a load of bollocks. Yeah, that's that's Of course. Crap. But as as a, as a creative yourself, Max, what how do you feel? Art is art worth fighting for to you? Is it is it important? Is it intrinsic? Is it all of or those is things? It meaning, um, is it meaningless? I don't know. I mean, is it, it depends, not as? It depends on your perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could make the argument that it's all meaningless. Sure. I mean, it's a bit of a nihilist <laughs> view, but well, no, sure. just in, <laughs> is existence worth fighting for? Right. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, we're the ones that that Im- imply meaning, right? Yeah. Meaning is not to be found anywhere yeah, yeah. out there. It, it's you know, we inherently give it. Um, that said, no, I think that you are absolutely right. I think art does uh, make us more empathetic, especially if you're looking towards uh, theater and literature, right? Stepping out of your own self and and getting into the minds of others and their motivations and desires. Uh, you know, visual art, I think, you know, does a really good job of helping us see reality in a different sort of way or from a literal different perspective. And I think both of those things are very important. Um, I'm fascinated, though, Nick, because you were talking about the urge to create being is so fundamentally human. Uh, do you think if that urge to create is thwarted, do you think it automatically goes to destruction? Or do you think there is – I guess I'm, I'm curious about the relationship between creation and destruction. Sure. So let's, uh, let's explore that a little bit. Well, I think the individual plays a big role in that. Uh, I think that the impulse to create, if uh, sort of cut off, uh, does mess with people Okay. In, a, in, a, in, a, in the simplest, most basic one individual sort of way. Uh, I think, you know, how would any person deal with being really hungry and not able to eat all day? How does a person deal with being really thirsty? Uh, I think that uh, some people will, uh, you know, will – the people will definitely suffer if they can't create, if they can't build. Uh, but, you know, how an individual person would react destructively, probably on the list. Uh, you know, if you have somebody who's just you know, can't deal with it anymore, they'll they'll get angry and they'll break stuff. Okay. I mean, you know, to use a, a somewhat trite example, I mean, Hitler didn't get into art, art school, and look what happened. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Maybe if he had just been allowed to paint a little bit. Sure. If he could create more, he would destroy less. Yeah. Can't get these trees. I will kill everyone. <laughs> genocide. <laughs> if these trees don't come around, genocide. I bet the Jews did this to my trees. <laughs> it's, it's true. I wonder if Jews did, like, prevent him from getting into art school. Maybe he thought they did. Maybe yeah. You know, maybe that that whole Illuminati Jews run everything mentality bled over. Into... Sure, sure. No. So and genocide worth fighting for? Mm, <laughs> the irony, <laughs> ethnic cleansing, purity is purity worth fighting for? No, 
Okay. Probably not. Purity is more of an ideal that that I think is is given but too love much credit. Life is aren't. messy, man. Mm-hmm. Life is messy. Art I would agree messy. with that. Yes. So purity and and abstain uh, abstinence from the things that that comprise the human experience. I don't I don't think is is really okay. something that would you know it's, at we're, least we're, for we're, me. Cocktail creatures, really. I mean, if you try yeah. to distill anything down until that's all you have, I, I think you're suffering in the long yeah. run. Okay. Truth? Yes. Okay. Truth is truth is relative. It's a very dangerous subject. It's a very mm. dangerous topic. I think it's a very it, it's it's relative. Truth is relative, but it is certainly worth fighting for. Okay. Mm, in the sense of I don't know. I guess you got to think about, you know, like what is – we're getting really heady today, man. I mean it's just we're the way like, it's going. Well, we started right. with what's worth fighting for. That's so true. This, this right. is where we this end is up. Like deep. And there is no Benji to <laughs> – To like just start saying, man, one time I was banging <laughs> yeah. this girl in the back of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Once again, you need a dick joke to break up the long <laughs> yeah. soliloquy. Yeah, touche. On occasion. Oh, Benji's our dick joke. <laughs> Benji's – Miss you, Benji. Yeah. He's probably he's, mad that he's, a, he's that. a walking That's okay. joke. He won't listen to this. Um, <laughs> so no, when's the last time he's heard? God, he these? won't listen to any of these. Uh, it's hilarious. So, what are, you, what are your thoughts on truth being worth fighting for, Nick? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I agree with truth being wholly subjective. Uh, there are well, I mean, if you're getting into ideological truth versus factual truth, uh, you know, if I. You know, throw uh, if I throw a can against the wall and, and uh, spill my pop everywhere, uh, that is an objective thing that happened. And to say that I didn't do it would not be a truth. But to say, you know, I threw that because I was bored or I threw that because I couldn't stand the sight of it anymore. Uh, we could perhaps find an individual truth in any of those things. But uh, truth itself, I think, uh, I I understand what you're saying about it being tricky because if too many people are fighting for their version of the truth, then no good comes of it, uh, Mm. really. But uh, there is a certain – there are truths that are worth fighting for is is how I – There are certain truths that we hold to be self-evident. Okay. Yeah. Are the self-evident truths worth fighting for? Yeah. I I don't know that I could – like – what what I think there are universal truths that are true in some capacity for every person, but those things are very broad and like ve- very individual as to how how they're viewed and and to what magnitude right like like love is love a universal truth is everyone experienced love in some way d- d- do we all, can we all agree what love is? Not really, but do we all feel it? And like, like we could, like you said, there are certain like objective things. Like we call the chair red, but is it, is it really? Cause I can't see what you see. You can't see what I see, but we just have agreed at some yeah. point that that's red. There's some, a series of funny experiments about that. Yeah. Take colorblind people and technologically give them the ability to distinguish some colors and, you know, does their red look the same as everybody else's red? Which is a lovely metaphor in itself for the conversation of what is truth. Is it individual? Is it universal? But uh, truth, there are a lot of truths, I think. Some of them are worth fighting for. And uh, I think that's 
love is one of the truths that are worth fighting for, despite it not being fully quantifiable. Mm-hmm. Which brings me back to my point. A lady. <laughs> Provided you're a hetero male. Provided you're a hetero male. You know, so don't, right. Did you just assume my gender? Oh, you bastard. It's painfully heteronormative podcast, it's, I'm afraid. It's true. It unfortunately. is. Diversity is not our strong suit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I was just thinking of like, I don't know why this came to mind. It's like, even racists have that one black friend, right? It's like, <laughs> I know gay people. <laughs> I know gay person. I know non. You know, non-hetero conformative people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they even bothered to learn that word just so they can say that. Yes. I did. I know. Sounds so woke. Uh, I'm woke as fuck, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could tell. So what else is worth fighting for, man? I mean, I like you're, you're just tossing things out. out there. Is, have, you, have you chosen, like, an important one? What is the most important one to you, Max? You didn't weigh in on the truth subject either. I'm I did not. I just asked questions. Um, it's because I don't know, and I'm Dodgy. uncomfortable with not knowing. Um, yeah. You know, I definitely agree there are layers to truth, even objective truth. I mean, I feel like there are layers too because, I mean, you use the example of throwing that can of Coke against the wall, and certainly that's what we perceive. But, you know, the smaller you get on the more molecular level, like – that never touches the wall. It just exchanges a bunch of atoms, and Ooh. it looks like it. Are we about to discuss quantum uncertainty principle? I mean, we can. I, <laughs> I love me some quantum mechanics. Um, and, you know, so so it's tough. I don't know. You know, truth is a very, very tricky one. I think we all gravitate towards it, uh, and I think we all... On but a f- is, is, the, is the endeavor to find truth worth fighting for? It depends. Whether or not truth in itself... See, is, I, is something that we can quantify even at all. I think it's more what one should fight for, what we should all, you know, endeavor to to find is the truth, whether or not we ever find it. It's, you know, it's not it's not the destination, man. It's a journey. Okay. Is you it different? Is truth different than meaning? Because I guess part of my thing is like when you say fight for truth, to what extent? I mean, genocide has already been brought up for, already been brought up on this podcast. And there is no question if you were to pull some of those folks aside, they would tell you they were fighting for the truth. Tactics matter a lot. Uh, I would agree. How you're fighting. How you're fighting seems to matter at least as much as what you're fighting for. I would agree. I would agree. I just hit that like button on Facebook. That's my meaning. Okay. That's how I share it. I share it. We measure our worth as humans by our traffic figures, you have to understand. (laughs) How many many views did my face blank face space Do people like me? That's how we measure I'll be work. bringing you some extra viewers uh, this week. You'll get the bump from uh, having me. You'll, you'll have literally wait. tens of viewers. Literally nice. dozens of us. <laughs> yes. Dozens. <laughs> you will get formed to our will. It's like dozen, I think. It's, there, there's a dozen of us. Maybe. I don't know. I got a bunch of texts today from Rachel saying that she liked the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode. That, that was a fun one. It was a good episode. That. Yeah, so yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed talking about that. But I, I love talking about the four humors, man. I re- and the, f- the four elements, really, more than the mm-hmm. four humors. Your geek theory of team building. Mm. Yeah, because you'd need one. There's one of everyone in every. In, mm. And then there's the but, the. but five is the magic number, man. It was the it was a magic number for boy bands. It was a magic number for superhero <laughs> teams. It's a magic number for a lot of things. Oh, five interesting. groups of people. Five is the ideal number. It's what the human brain can comprehend well and know in depth. 
I'm telling you. <laughs> Nick, are you nodding in agreement or are you <laughs> It's interesting that we we do seem to like in general odd numbers seem to be like stick in our imaginations. Yeah. 3 is a powerful number, 7 is a powerful number, 9 is a powerful number, there's nine muses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 interesting how we we seem to like odd numbers in our creative I don't know that I, at one point in my life I probably could have named the nine nine muses. I was going to be a classics major for a long time. Mm. For, well, for like 6 months. It was it felt like a long time in college. Was, <laughs> sure. I saw a lot. Disney's sure. Hercules when I was a kid and uh that sent me off on the biggest Greek mythology kick you can Dude. I bought I was 11 years old I was sitting up late at night with Bullfinch's mythology in one hand and Edith Hamilton's in the other and yes. I was just going through just everything I could I still could not tell you the names of the all the nine music <laughs> I, and you know what's sad is the only reason I know it is from Xanadu the musical <laughs> Why is that sad? Because well, that's because they name there's like a, like a roll call. Well, no, I think like the Disney. You know, no, the but like Mickey that's Mouse how club. we remember things. That's why we sing the alphabet song. Like there's a reason we. <laughs> yeah, so we it's learn our easier numbers. to remember. Letters. Yeah, Letters. looping back. Arts are worth fighting for. Right, your congressman. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Saying. Fair enough. I think I think I can. I don't even know if I can name any of them. I mean, you could probably them. fake it, and I wouldn't be able to call you. I think Calliope is one of them. Calliope's I definitely think, one. Uh, That's the one I know. Uh, there's Menemsi. I don't know how to pronounce, but there's the memory one. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, it's been so long. Been and like then there was years. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, sure. the third me. Sheila. And... <laughs> Sheila and, and Mykonos, uh-huh. uh, the, uh-huh. the, the muse of uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually thought about this. I had an idea as I was driving. In, this, uh, in our Same post-truth reason. world, maybe we don't change the the format of the podcast to just start making up all sorts of facts uh, completely irreverently about whatever topic Alternative we're speaking facts, about. Sort of, yes, yeah, yeah we precisely. have a recurring segment. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, just about whatever the topic is. You know, yeah. like, what's worth fighting for? Well, you know, I mean, according to Patton in his <laughs> memoirs, uh, you know, yes, ethnic Benjamin cleansing Franklin is what said the greatest <laughs> thing worth fighting for in all mankind is a turkey sandwich. Sure. Yes. So, uh, little non non sequitur segue there. Uh, ben Franklin did, in fact, want the turkey to be the national bird of the United States of America. I know that because of 1776. Uh, yes, yes. Once he again, thought, a musical has enriched my eagles, life. Said eagles were, were <laughs> filthy, loathsome scavengers who who uh, <laughs> just you know eat the carrion of other animals and. The turkey is a noble beast. Why? Was it any further than just that the turkey was noble? It fed well, he, us he, when we first landed here. Yeah, he, ah, disliked, okay. he just disliked eagles in general, I think, because of what they stood for. It was kind of like... I mean, he and Jefferson were kind of in the same boat. They didn't think it was appropriate that a, a raptor or a, a bird of prey be the national bird of uh, the country they were creating. They wanted yeah. to believe they were making something... Peaceful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Jefferson argued for the dove. Uh, they ended up losing that because I guess eagles are really cool. <laughs> eagles rock, man. It's fair. Uh, yes, the, the the Continental Congress recognizes the senator from Connecticut. Uh, yeah, just want to say eagles fucking rock. <laughs> yeah, eagles are baller, uh, dude. Quit being, it's got to be the eagle. Uh, quit right. being pussies. Thusly noted. Obviously, Thank you, sir. eagles are cooler. Uh, all right. Interesting enough uh, that you They're bring up. Great, you make a good point. Um, all in favor of the eagle. <laughs> I. Uh, but when you were talking about turkeys being Funny. venerated because they fed us when we got here, mm-hmm. um, I think, and I believe me, I am no Hindu scholar, but I believe that that's actually how cows came to be revered 
in the Hindu religion is because they were so crucial and instrumental to their survival back in the day that it almost like went full circle. And that so now they became so venerated, so they never get used. That's really interesting. Yeah. I would be I would be very interested to know the truth of that. Me too. I look forward to the show notes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see great. what I can find. I don't know. That's, Might be a tough one to dig up. But that that would, that's like a research paper, is what that is. Yeah, yeah. possibly. That's, that's a like, thesis. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I really, I'm just going to text my Hindu friend and be like, "Yo, Rika, is this true? Did I make that shit up and read it in a book? Then they lied to me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You say Riza. You're going to text Rizza? I'm going to text the Rizza. No, hey, I'm going to text Reka, who Reka. has oh, no. been – who actually asked us a topic about Hindu gods that we oh, I like were that completely flummoxed on. Yeah, we were like, oh. Um, <laughs> it was like, which Hindu god would you be? Moses? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the blue one? Yeah. <laughs> that, that guy with the elephant head, he looks cool. Yeah, right. I had a, had a point about turkeys, but oh. I, I forgot what it was. Oh, turkeys are actually like the dumbest animal in in uh, in the in the barnyard, uh, you know, cornucopia of animals, they are okay. They are the short straw, as yeah. measured how uh, they will literally drown in the rain because they <laughs> they they feel the drops on their head and they're like, "The fuck is this shit from the sky?" <laughs> Sit there with their mouths gaping open and literally drown in the rain. Wow. Because they're that dumb. They wow. will also try to have sex with a stick as long as the head – there's like a head of a turkey on yeah. a stick. Shut up. That is – that they will there, – there's studies been done. Turkeys are nuts. There's footage birds. of this on BuzzFeed somewhere. It's, it's a thing that happens. I just have this image in my head of like some kid instead of like a horse on a stick that they're galloping <laughs> on, like – some poor child galloping on a turkey on, on a, a turkey, stick, on and Timothy's play day is about to go tragically <laughs> yeah. wrong. And just given, given the <laughs> business, yeah, like a turkey rape. And like they, no joke, you know, man. not to mention they have like you know testicle foreskin on their on their necks, <laughs> faces. Sure, they're like put Which a I'm sure it makes them dumber somehow. Yeah, it's like, yeah. We, so just shame them, bad thanks. I'm sure they're not self conscious. Like God is like we have this fat majestic bird. Hashtag and turkey positive. What else can we do? What else can we do? It's like, what else can we do? I don't know. Put like some nut, put a nut sack on his face. Like, yeah. ah. That'll make it better. That'll make it better. Show you. Do you feel like that was some like practical joke in creation? Mm, <laughs> like, quite a bit. There's, there's a lot of those. Spare parts. Yeah. The, the entire continent out of Australia was just made out of whatever was left on the workshop floor. There's a whole string. I think they were on Twitter. Maybe it might have been the word of God. There was it was a it was like a like a like a singles panel of comic of uh, of comics, and it was like God. It was like drunk God making animals, <laughs> and it was like it was like uh, slap a beaver tail on it, a duck bill now. There's a platypus. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's like, I think it's Robin like, Williams had, way back when had a joke had a, about yeah. how that's how you can tell God gets stoned. It's look at the platypus. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it, no, it's going to be a mammal, but it's going to lay eggs. Forget it. Poisonous feet. Yeah. <laughs> Do platypus actually have poisonous they feet? They literally have pads. poisonous feet. Get the fuck yeah. out. <laughs> Platypi are some one of the weirdest fucking creatures on the planet. From yeah. Australia, obviously, because Australia is just like the testing ground for all the weird shit in the world huh more poisonous snakes in in australia uh poisonous insects like just shit that will kill you in in half a second the wolverine uh no not the wolverine what i have to I say we about? have those in we say. have those in north america <laughs> they've done very well for themselves if they're, they started in australia <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> yeah. there's there's man no, those there's, things uh, can swim what am i thinking of not the uh, the, the wallaby which wombat? is weird and the wombat 
Uh, those are all like based in Australia. They're just a weird shit that you don't find anywhere else is on Australia. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. So platypi, I think, would be my answer to what's worth what fighting for? for. I'm going to go with meaning. Meaning. Mm-hmm. Meaning worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I'm still going with love. Yeah. Love. I'll stay with the arts, final answer. I rest. like it. Love is all you need. The arts is all you need. Meaning. All those things. Hey, thanks for downloading and listening <laughs> to America's Favorite Podcast, Ignorant and Uninformed. We've been your hosts, Mr. Max Sarakis and Zarak. I changed my answer to platypus. <laughs> and I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore. I knew it. And big thanks to our guest in the studio today, Mr. Nick Hale. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, make sure you subscribe to the podcast while you're listening to us. Uh, hit that little subscribe button. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash ignorant and uninformed. You can also twank us on the Twitter at ig and un. Check out all the podcasts on ignorantuninformed.com. You can also send us a topic to topics at ignorantuninformed.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new epidote. the hot-ass freshness. All up in your grill. Peace off. <laughs>